Section sixty six of the Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Book ten, chapter four. The Lost Dog. Kolya leaned against the fence with an air of dignity, waiting for Alyosha to appear. Yes, he had long wanted to meet him he had heard a great deal about him from the boys but hitherto he had always maintained an appearance of disdainful indifference when he was mentioned and he had even criticised what he heard about alyosha but secretly he had a great longing to make his acquaintance there was something sympathetic and attractive in all he was told about alyosha so the present moment was important to begin with he had to show himself at his best to show his independence or he'll think of me as thirteen and take me for a boy like the rest of them and what are these boys to him i shall ask him when i get to know him it's a pity i am so short though tuzikov is younger than i am yet he is half a head taller but i have a clever face i'm not good-looking i know i'm hideous but i've a clever face i mustn't talk too freely if i fall into his arms all at once he may think how horrible if he should think such were the thoughts that excited kolya while he was doing his utmost to assume the most independent air what distressed him most was his being so short he did not mind so much his hideous face as being so short on the wall in a corner at home he had the year before made a pencil mark to show his height and every two months since he anxiously measured himself against it to see how much he had gained but alas he grew very slowly and this sometimes reduced him almost to despair his face in reality was by no means hideous on the contrary it was rather attractive with a fair pale skin freckled his small lively grey eyes had a fearless look and often glowed with feeling he had rather high cheekbones small very red but not very thick lips his nose was small and unmistakably turned up i have a regular pug nose a regular pug nose kolya used to mutter to himself when he looked in the looking-glass and he always left it with indignation but perhaps i haven't got a clever face he sometimes thought doubtful even of that but it must not be supposed that his mind was preoccupied with his face and his height on the contrary however bitter the moments before the looking-glass were to him he quickly forgot them and forgot them for a long time abandoning himself entirely to ideas and to real life as he formulated it to himself alyosha came out quickly and hastened up to kolya before he reached him kolya could see that he looked delighted can he be so glad to see me kolya wondered feeling pleased we may note here in passing that alyosha's appearance had undergone a complete change since we saw him last he had abandoned his cassock and was wearing now a well-cut coat a soft round hat and his hair had been cropped short all this was very becoming to him and he looked quite handsome his charming face always had a good-humoured expression but there was a gentleness and serenity in his good humour to kolya's surprise alyosha came out to him just as he was without an overcoat 
he had evidently come in haste he held out his hand to kolya at once here you are at last how anxious we've been to see you there were reasons which you shall know directly anyway i am glad to make your acquaintance i've long been hoping for an opportunity and have heard a great deal about you kolya muttered a little breathless we should have met anyway i've heard a great deal about you too but you've been a long time coming here tell me how are things going ilyusha is very ill he is certainly dying how awful you must admit that medicine is a fraud karamazov cried kolya warmly ilyusha has mentioned you often very often even in his sleep in delirium you know one can see that you used to be very very dear to him before the incident with the knife then there's another reason tell me is that your dog yes perezvon not zhuchka alyosha looked at kolya with eyes full of pity is she lost for ever i know you would all like it to be zhuchka i've heard all about it kolya smiled mysteriously listen karamazov i'll tell you all about it that's what i came for that's what i asked you to come out here for to explain the whole episode to you before we go in he began with animation you see karamazov ilyusha came into the preparatory class last spring well you know what our preparatory class is a lot of small boys they began teasing ilyusha at once i am two classes higher up and of course i only look on at them from a distance i saw the boy was weak and small but he wouldn't give in to them he fought with them i saw he was proud and his eyes were full of fire i like children like that and they teased him all the more the worst of it was he was horribly dressed at the time his breeches were too small for him and there were holes in his boots they worried him about it they jeered at him that i can't stand i stood up for him at once and gave it to them hot i beat them but they adore me do you know karamazov kolya boasted impulsively but i am always fond of children i've two chickens in my hands at home now that's what detained me to-day so they left off beating ilyusha and i took him under my protection i saw the boy was proud i tell you that the boy was proud but in the end he became slavishly devoted to me he did my slightest bidding obeyed me as though i were god tried to copy me in the intervals between the classes he used to run to me at once and i'd go about with him on sundays too they always laugh when an older boy makes friends with a younger one like that but that's a prejudice if it's my fancy that's enough i am teaching him developing him why shouldn't i develop him if i like him here you karamazov have taken up with all these nestlings i see you want to influence the younger generation to develop them to be of use to them and i assure you this trait in your character which i knew by hearsay attracted me more than anything let us get to the point though i noticed that there was a sort of softness and sentimentality coming over the boy and you know i have a positive hatred of this sheepish sentimentality and i have had it from a baby there were contradictions in him too he was proud but he was slavishly devoted to me 
and yet all at once his eyes would flash and he'd refuse to agree with me he'd argue fly into a rage i used sometimes to propound certain ideas i could see that it was not so much that he disagreed with the ideas but that he was simply rebelling against me because i was cool in responding to his endearments and so in order to train him properly the tenderer he was the colder i became i did it on purpose that was my idea my object was to form his character to lick him into shape to make a man of him and besides no doubt you understand me at a word suddenly i noticed for three days in succession he was downcast and dejected not because of my coldness but for something else something more important i wondered what the tragedy was i have pumped him and found out that he had somehow got to know smerdyakov who was footman to your late father it was before his death of course and he taught the little fool a silly trick that is a brutal nasty trick he told him to take a piece of bread to stick a pin in it and throw it to one of those hungry dogs who snap up anything without biting it and then to watch and see what would happen so they prepared a piece of bread like that and threw it to zhutchka that shaggy dog there's been such a fuss about the people of the house it belonged to never fed it at all though it barked all day do you like that stupid barking karamazov i can't stand it so it rushed at the bread swallowed it and began to squeal it turned round and round and ran away squealing as it ran out of sight that was ilyusha's own account of it he confessed it to me and cried bitterly he hugged me shaking all over he kept on repeating he ran away squealing the sight of that haunted him he was tormented by remorse i could see that i took it seriously i determined to give him a lesson for other things as well so i must confess i wasn't quite straightforward and pretended to be more indignant perhaps than i was you've done a nasty thing i said you are a scoundrel i won't tell of it of course but i shall have nothing more to do with you for a time i'll think it over and let you know through smurov that's the boy who's just come with me he's always ready to do anything for me whether i will have anything to do with you in the future or whether i give you up for good as a scoundrel he was tremendously upset i must own i felt i'd gone too far as i spoke but there was no help for it i did what i thought best at the time a day or two after i sent smurov to tell him that i would not speak to him again that's what we call it when two schoolfellows refuse to have anything more to do with one another secretly i only meant to send him to coventry for a few days and then if i saw signs of repentance to hold out my hand to him again that was my intention but what do you think happened he heard smirov's message his eyes flashed tell krasotkin from me he cried that i will throw bread with pins to all the dogs all all of them so he's going in for a little temper we must smoke it out of him and i began to treat him with contempt whenever i met him i turned away or smiled sarcastically and just then that affair with his father happened you remember you must realize that he was fearfully worked up by what had happened already the boys seeing i'd given him up 
set on him and taunted him shouting wisp of toe wisp of toe and he had soon regular skirmishes with them which i am very sorry for they seem to have given him one very bad beating one day he flew at them all as they were coming out of school i stood a few yards off looking on and i swear i don't remember that i laughed it was quite the other way i felt awfully sorry for him in another minute i would have run up to take his part but he suddenly met my eyes i don't know what he fancied but he pulled out a penknife rushed at me and struck at my thigh here in my right leg i didn't move i don't mind owning i am plucky sometimes karamazov i simply looked at him contemptuously as though to say this is how you repay all my kindness do it again if you like i'm at your service but he didn't stab me again he broke down he was frightened at what he had done he threw away the knife burst out crying and ran away i did not sneak on him of course and i made them all keep quiet so it shouldn't come to the ears of the masters i didn't even tell my mother till it had healed up and the wound was a mere scratch and then i heard that the same day he'd been throwing stones and had bitten your finger but you understand now what a state he was in well it can't be helped it was stupid of me not to come and forgive him that is to make it up with him when he was taken ill i am sorry for it now but i had a special reason so now i've told you all about it but i'm afraid it was stupid of me oh what a pity exclaimed alyosha with feeling that i didn't know before what terms you were on with him or i'd have come to you long ago to beg you to go to him with me would you believe it when he was feverish he talked about you in delirium i didn't know how much you were to him and you've really not succeeded in finding that dog his father and the boys have been hunting all over the town for it would you believe it since he's been ill i've three times heard him repeat with tears it's because i killed zhutchka father that i am ill now god is punishing me for it he can't get that idea out of his head and if the dog were found and proved to be alive one might almost fancy the joy would cure him we have all rested our hopes on you tell me what made you hope that i should be the one to find him kolya asked with great curiosity why did you reckon on me rather than anyone else there was a report that you were looking for the dog and that you would bring it when you'd found it smirov said something of the sort we've all been trying to persuade ilyusha that the dog is alive that it's been seen the boys brought him a live hare he just looked at it with a faint smile and asked them to set it free in the fields and so we did his father has just this moment come back bringing him a mastiff pup hoping to comfort him with that but i think it only makes it worse tell me karamazov what sort of man is the father i know him but what do you make of him a mountebank a buffoon oh no there are people of deep feeling who have been somehow crushed buffoonery in them is a form of resentful irony against those to whom they daren't speak the truth from having been for years humiliated and intimidated by them believe me krasotkin that sort of buffoonery is sometimes tragic in the extreme 
his whole life now is centred in ilyusha and if ilyusha dies he will either go mad with grief or kill himself i feel almost certain of that when i look at him now i understand you karamazov i see you understand human nature kolya added with feeling and as soon as i saw you with a dog i thought it was zhichka you were bringing wait a bit karamazov perhaps we shall find it yet but this is paris von i'll let him go in now and perhaps it will amuse ilyusha more than the mastiff pup wait a bit karamazov you will know something in a minute but i say i am keeping you here kolya cried suddenly you've no overcoat on in this bitter cold you see what an egoist i am oh we are all egoists karamazov don't trouble it is cold but i don't often catch cold let us go in though and by the way what is your name i know you are called kolya but what else nikolai nikolai ivanovitch krasotkin or as they say in official documents krasotkin's son kolya laughed for some reason but added suddenly of course i hate my name nikolai why so it's so trivial so ordinary you are thirteen asked alyosha no fourteen that is i shall be fourteen very soon in a fortnight i'll confess one weakness of mine karamazov just to you since it's our first meeting so that you may understand my character at once i hate being asked my age more than that and in fact there's a libelous story going about me that last week i played robbers with the preparatory boys it's a fact that i did play with them but it's a perfect libel to say i did it for my own amusement i have reasons for believing that you've heard the story but i wasn't playing for my own amusement it was for the sake of the children because they couldn't think of anything to do by themselves but they've always got some silly tale this is an awful town for gossip i can tell you but what if you had been playing for your own amusement what's the harm come i say for my own amusement you don't play horses do you but you must look at it like this said alyosha smiling grown-up people go to the theatre and there the adventures of all sorts of heroes are represented sometimes there are robbers and battles too and isn't that just the same thing in a different form of course and young people's games of soldiers or robbers in their playtime are also art in its first stage you know they spring from the growing artistic instincts of the young and sometimes these games are much better than performances in the theatre the only difference is that people go there to look at the actors while in these games the young people are the actors themselves but that's only natural you think so is that your idea kolya looked at him intently oh you know that's rather an interesting view when i go home i'll think it over i'll admit i thought i might learn something from you i've come to learn of you karamazov kolya concluded in a voice full of spontaneous feeling and i of you said alyosha smiling and pressing his hand kolya was much pleased with alyosha 
what struck him most was that he treated him exactly like an equal and that he talked to him just as if he were quite grown up i'll show you something directly karamazov it's a theatrical performance too he said laughing nervously that's why i've come let us go first to the people of the house on the left all the boys leave their coats in there because the room is small and hot oh i'm only coming in for a minute i'll keep on my overcoat perisvon will stay here in the passage and be dead you see perisvon lie down and be dead you see how he's dead i'll go in first and explore then i'll whistle to him when i think fit and you'll see he'll dash in like mad only smirov must not forget to open the door at the moment i'll arrange it all and you'll see something End of section 66.